Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sports book app. How about the offers they have right now? For the NCAA tournament for March Madness, you've got to be kidding me. Do yourself a favor. Get the app on your phone. Throw in the code Ross. By the way, you can either get the regular DraftKings app if your state's not street legal yet, or if you are, get the Sportsbook app. Either way, throw in the code Ross and enjoy the NCAA tournament. We had some awesome content, by the way, on yesterday's Even Money podcast. you got to check it out. It was Terrific. We had a guy that got 67 of the 68 seeds right in the NCAA tournament. He was giving us his upset advice. Steve Fezzik was talking about how to fill out your brackets. These guys know what they're talking about. So whether it's YouTube or just listen, even money podcast from yesterday was epic. Today will be as well. It is a Wisdom Wednesday. There is a ridiculous amount of stuff to get to. I have no idea where to start other than knowing that Andrew Brandt is always my guy to keep me calm and centered amid all of the mayhem around us. We will have a Spread the Word winner on Friday this week, by the way. The last show this week will be Friday because I know there's so much news coming in. I pushed Greg Cosell back a day to Friday so I don't have to go all the news from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, on Monday. That would be too much. So the last RTFP this week will be Friday morning. We'll have a spread the word winner at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, Engage Maverick. We'll have a sponsor confirmation email winner. How about today? How about me telling you about HBO Max? New sponsor, HBO Max. YouTube shout-out winner, which I love doing. By the way, the people that win the YouTube shout-out, they have not been emailing me to let me know who they want me to shout out, like a cameo-style shout-out. You got to let me know. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And we got a new patron. Love when we get new patrons. Patreon.com slash RT Media. William Lang, welcome to the family. William, don't call me Clubber Lang. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. 
All right, he is the host of the Business of Sports podcast. It is the best of its kind. I don't really know what other ones there are of its kind, but there aren't any like Business of Sports because there aren't any where you've got someone that was a longtime executive, but also on the agent side, but also worked in other sports, but also is back currently on the agent side, but also teaches what these lessons are. He's Andrew Brandt. At Andrew Brandt on Twitter, the best Sunday 7 newsletter in the world. He'll tell you at the end how you can get it, or now, I don't care. And the host of the Business of Sports podcast. And Andrew, as I like to do, yes, I've got several specific questions, but here we are, 8.17 a.m. Eastern time. Free agency doesn't even technically start until 4 p.m. Eastern time. I just want to give you a blank canvas. I just want what's the most interesting? What's your overall thoughts? What do you got? Yeah, morning, Ross. Wednesday is the new league year day. And for people who don't know what that means, you can actually trade legally. You can actually sign legally as of 4 p.m. today. It's uh, it's the busy, one of the busiest days because – Quickly, and teams not only have to get all that under the cap, they have to get their tenders in for restricted free agents, exclusive free agents. It's all today. But as you said, free agency seems kind of over before it starts in the NFL and the NBA, even though baseball free agents take forever. Okay, my reactions, I'm not going to comment on the actual deals until I see them. You know me. I want to see what the real deals are on these contracts. But right away... I said this to you last week, teams that have managed the cap well are going to have a competitive advantage in this reduced cap year. Two teams that stand out that have managed the cap well that are having an advantage now are the Jaguars and the Patriots. Uh, they've been very active. They have used their cap room, which is fine and plentiful in a reduced cap year to pick off players. And what I'm thinking, although these deals are splashed around the media, is that they got pretty good deals. Uh, the other thing that stands out to me, Ross, is New England. Everyone's talking about their spending spree. Again, we'll see on that. But two tight ends at top of the market. You know, this is not a position where someone would come down from Mars and watch a football game and say, yeah, that's the player you got to pay, <laughs> the tight end. So they paid two, and it's a you know reported twelve and a half a year, which puts them at the top of the market. They're paying twenty five million dollars a year for tight end. Think about that. And the Patriots don't pay running backs, they don't pay receivers, and since Brady, they don't pay quarterbacks, but they pay tight ends. That really jumps out at me. And then I guess the second thing before we kick off some questions is the quarterback market, and you know I appreciated and empathized with your comment on Twitter that got a lot of reaction yesterday that people are slandering Andy Dalton and others. Listen, this is why Dak Prescott made so much last week, because you can't get quarterbacks in their prime, right? You just can't get them. Good ones, ascending ones, young ones. So this is what you deal with in free agency. And I think people have to realize that. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, uh, diminished Cam Newton, Tyrod Taylor, you know, this is what you deal with with quarterback free agency. And I say it every year. What do you think you're going to get at quarterback? And we, we can talk about the, the, the trades for Watson and Wilson, which I've said all along aren't happening. But that's what you deal with in quarterback free agency. 
Really good points all across the board. And yeah, if you didn't see my Andy Dalton tweet that's gotten a lot of attention, I'm just sick of it. You know, I, I, yeah. I you know, people talk about cancel culture or whatever. I don't like everybody sucks culture. You know, it, it's like if you're not Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, you suck. <laughs> Meanwhile, Andy Dalton is a low-end starter, high-end backup at this stage of his career. He's one of the 40 best in the world at what he does. And I put, I said this on Twitter. Like, you can say Andy Dalton sucks all you want. But if Andy Dalton sucks, you suck. Yeah. And people are coming back at me, Andrew, saying, well, of course I suck, but I'm not a pro football player. No, I don't mean you suck as a quarterback. I mean you suck at whatever you do for a living, and you <laughs> suck at life. Because you're not one of the 40 best at what you do for a living. You're not one of the 40 best in life. So if Andy Dalton sucks, then you suck. And yes, I'm talking to you if you're the person that goes out of your way. Like, why can't we just say, have the perspective, he's a low-end starter, high-end backup? Like, why do people have to say that anybody in that category sucks? I mean, they say Kirk Cousins sucks. He's a top 15 quarterback all day, Andrew. You know – what do you think the Bears or the Patriots or the Saints, what do you think their options are? You know, like, who do you think that's going to play quarterback for them? Hope that they get one of these college guys that falls to them in the draft, and even that's a crapshoot? Like, what are you going to find out there better than Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton and Tyrod Taylor and Ryan Fitzpatrick? Tell me. Because if you're going to put your eggs, as a lot of Bears fans seem to have been doing, into trading the farm for Russell Wilson, which I guess they tried to do, which I understand the Seahawks said no or the Seahawks said not enough, I get it. You know, again, the Texans, the, the Seahawks, what in the world is going to be equal value even if you agree to consider a trade for those guys? you got to get a good quarterback as part of a big package. You know, but Bears have no quarterback to trade. So there you go. And, and you know, Andy Dalton's going to be fine and with Nick Foles, and maybe they're not done. And maybe the Saints aren't done. But, geez, you know, we talk about – people on one breath, Ross, are saying they're no good quarterbacks. And the other breath is like, why are we settling for Andy Dalton? Okay. You know what's interesting, Andrew? Uh, and, and you're on fire this morning, by the way. You've made so many great points. But this is why teams don't want trade rumors to get out. This is why teams don't, you know, they will shoot down reports. Because the Bears-Seahawks thing, Russell Wilson trade, got so much momentum yeah. There were so many reporters saying, I don't know. Even Albert Breer said 60-40. It got so far down the tracks that if it doesn't happen, you, you've just totally annihilated and alienated your fan base. This is why they don't want stuff like this to get out. And this is why they try to temper expectations for things like this. Because now Bears fans, I understand why Bears fans are upset. But I don't think they should have to say Andy Dalton sucks as a result. I think they should just say, man, that stinks we didn't get Russell Wilson. But that, that's why they don't want these trade rumors out, right? Yeah, and I'm going to say something that clearly shows my Packer bias. 
you see the helmet back there. <laughs> the best time to take a quarterback is when you don't need one. Uh, we did it with Rodgers. They did it with Love. Because they're never going to be in this situation. Now, maybe Love's no good. Who knows? You know, maybe Jordan Love can't play in a couple of years. But they're not scrambling. You know, and, and you know, you look at these teams. Pittsburgh's one I think about right away. Like, what's the plan? You know, what's the plan? And there's no plan with some of these teams. And you say, oh, the Packers took a quarterback. They didn't need one. Of course they didn't need one. But they will. And this is why the best time to, you know, the worst time to need a quarterback, to, t- to find a quarterback is when you need one. It's a good point. Uh, a couple more, Andrew. Is there any point of the legal tampering period? Like, as far as you can see, is there any constructive purpose or is this a situation where the NFL created with one thing in mind it hasn't really worked, and now they're just going to leave it that way because it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm still shocked that whatever, five, ten years ago, they enforced something against Andy Reid for Jeremy Macklin. or something. I mean, this, listen, <laughs> when the NFL tweeted out a picture of Matthew Stafford in a Rams uniform two weeks ago, I'm like, okay, they give up, right? Trading's the same as signing free agent. You're not allowed. Same thing. You're not allowed before today at four o'clock. So I think they just applied a, a, a moniker to these 48 hours. But I think the interesting thing is where we started, Ross, is free agency over before it starts. And we may see starting when free agency actually begins what I call the musical chairs portion of free agency, where then people are, who don't have deals are just jumping in with one-year deals. It'd be interesting to see how fast that phase comes just seems like it's going to come faster than ever this year two things that are very common right now that i want to get your reaction to every contract that comes out now andrew is now up to that you can't see a contract that's not up to it didn't used to be that way but now every contract is up to and then we've gone voidable years crazy there was always voidable years andrew now it's like for all these cap strap teams, it's almost weird when they, they do it, they do a new deal and they don't have voidable years. Well, first on the up two, you know, this is the game we play. I talk about it every year. I've been on both sides. Agents are the ones giving the news to the media, and agents spin the deal in the most positive light for the player. And only nerds like me, Ross, in a couple weeks, you know, will analyze the real deal, right? And then the shine is gone and, oh, yeah, Brent says it's not the deal it was supposed to be. But up to means frame it in the best possible light. You know, you hear Jameis Winston up to 12 million. It's really whatever, five, six million. You hear same thing with uh, with other players. Uh, the, the part about affordable years and people ask me about this, it's, it's exactly what it says. It's putting on dummy years of the contract so you can prorate signing bonus for the cap. Taysom Hill was supposed to make $12 million this year. He is still making $12 million this year. No change, zero. But they added three dummy years, which void at the end of this year. So then it's like, yeah, what number we put on it? And they had some fun with it. $140 million. Could have been $140 trillion. Could have been a billion. Could have been $5. <laughs> but they chose $140 million. 
It's funny money. It's ridiculous. It's it just shows you how strapped the Saints are that they've got to add years on a quarterback with his contract ending this year and to get a little bit of cap room. Been a really, really slow market for wide receivers, Andrew. Mm -hmm. And some people say it's because it's a good draft for receivers. I am wondering, is there any chance, Andrew, that the teams are talking amongst themselves and trying to keep the market at a certain level, which I guess is illegal in collusion, or that the agents – for these players, Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, etc., that they are talking and saying, "Hey, we're not giving in on this. We need to. We need to hold our ground. These teams need receivers. We're not giving in," which is evidently legal. It is, and there's the, the distinction: agents and players can collude, teams cannot. Uh, do teams collude? I'm not going to say that, but they watch the market and. <laughs> They have their way of holding down prices, I think, because they just don't sign players. I think that you mentioned receivers and Ian running backs, obviously slow. Uh, it just It's a reflection, Ross, on the value of players, right? I mean, who went first in free agency? D-lineman, D-lineman, value position, O-lineman, value position. Uh, and, you know, we see a smattering of D-backs, and then it sort of gets to receivers at the end. Uh, you know, we have seen a little bit of movement, Ross. We saw the Corey uh, Davis, which I, looks like a very strong deal uh, with the Jets. Um, we've seen a couple other receivers. Aguilar getting $20 million. <laughs> He told me that a couple years ago. Oh, my God. Um, so we'll see where it goes. You know, I'm biased. My friend who's franchise tagged, Alan Robinson, so he's off the market, as is Godwin. That creates a difference. That really matters when the top players are off the market. You got to check him out on social, at Andrew Brandt. Of course, read all the stuff of MMQB. Check out the Business of Sports podcast and subscribe to his Sunday 7 newsletter at andrew-brandt.com. Every Sunday morning, delivered to your inbox. You deliver every time you come on the show, Andrew. We might have to have we'll, – we'll, we'll figure it out for next week because yeah. there's going to be so much stuff happening. It's like this is Andrew Brandt season. Thank you so much. My Super Bowl. Thanks, Ross. <laughs> Speaking of Andrew Brandt season, you know what season it is for me and my wife right now? It's watching shows season. It's kind of nice. <laughs> we never do this. Live sports can't always be on, but thankfully HBO Max's shows and movies – can bring the latest action right to your couch. From epic HBO originals, Game of Thrones, Awesome, and Tiger, to comedic favorites, Happy Gilmore and South Park, unbelievable, to new WB same-day premieres like Godzilla vs. Kong, available in theaters and streaming on HBO Max starting March 31st. The film is streaming on HBO Max for 31 days. From its theatrical release, HBO Max is the perfect option for your team's off day. Go to hbom.ax slash DraftKings. That's hbom.ax slash DraftKings to start streaming now. Tux Takes. 
Morning, Ross. Well, rather than reading off every transaction that has happened so far, why don't we get your quick thoughts and just go team by team everything that's happened in free agency? Right. So there's about like 10 teams that haven't done anything, but then there's some other teams that have done a lot. So let's just talk about it, right? So the Buffalo Bills, they signed Emmanuel Sanders to a one-year deal. Love it. He basically replaces John Brown. They like to throw the ball a lot. They've got Diggs, they've got Beasley, they've got Gabriel Davis, and now they got Sanders, who I think they think is a better player than Brown for less money. We already talked about Williams and Feliciano and Milano. As for the Miami Dolphins, they traded for Benardrick McKinney. They needed a guy to replace Van Noy, and they signed Jacoby Brissett. One-year, $5 million deal. Very interesting. Because I'll be curious to see whether or not they end up playing him, depending on how Tua does. You know, that would lead me to believe, well, I guess they could still trade Tua. But it seems to me like it would be less likely that they trade for Deshaun Watson after they just signed Brissett. Although maybe Brissett's just trade insurance. Andrew referenced it. The Patriots have gone crazy. I mean, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne at wide receivers, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith at tight end, Trent Brown in that trade at tackle, Devon Godshaw, Henry Anderson, Matthew Judon, Jalen Mills on defense, Justin Bethel, primarily special teams. You know, we can debate how much they spent. I think Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith – as the third and fourth highest paid tight ends behind just George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, that jumps out to me. The receivers, you know, I don't think Kendrick Bourne, it's really like a one-year, $5 million deal. Aguilar, I think he's at least one year, $12 million. Still a lot for Nelson Aguilar. We'll see. The Patriots don't have a great track record there. The Jets have made some noise. Corey Davis Andrew referenced that three years, 37 and a half million. He got 27 million fully guaranteed. Carl Lawson, three years, 45 million with 30 million fully guaranteed. These guys are smart. They're getting these three year deals that give them life altering money now, but then they'll be able to get another bite at the apple while they're still in their 20s, which is really, really smart, I think, by these guys and their agents. But Davis and Lawson, good players. The Ravens primarily bringing their own guys back. Derek Wolf, Justin Ellis, Pernell McPhee, Tyus Bowser, although they did bring in Kevin Zeitler. I think they felt like they needed a stable interior O-line presence that they always had for years with Yonda. Bengals have been pretty active. Trey Hendrickson since they lost Carl Lawson. And then a couple of corners, Chidobe Awuzie and Mike Hilton. I think they felt like, hey, we can sign two for the price of what William Jackson would cost us elsewhere. Cleveland Browns, Tack McKinley, who's still got some pass rush upside, and John Johnson. I knew the Browns would get a safety. I still think they'll get a corner, maybe a linebacker, but John Johnson was the guy they really wanted. Steelers just re-signing their own, Zach Banner and Finney and Cam Sutton. The Texans making a lot of trades. They got Shaq Lawson via trade. They got Marcus Cannon via trade. They've signed a bunch of dudes. 
I mean, Christian Kirksey, Gruje Hill, Malik Collins, Derek Rivers, Vernon Hargraves is back, Terrence Mitchell from the Browns. The, the Texans have added Justin McCray, a lot of players, Mark Ingram, Andre Roberts, probably as much as anybody. Colts are sitting it out so far. Andrew mentioned the Jags. Wow. Carlos Hyde, Jamal Agnew, Philip Dorsett, Marvin Jones, Tyson Alualu, Jihad Ward, Malcolm Brown in a trade with the Saints, Roy Robertson Harris, another D tackle, Shaq Griffin, Ray Sean Jenkins. The Jags have spent as much as anyone. We'll see whether or not they've spent wisely. Over the years, they've spent a lot of money, but it hasn't worked out that well. Their issue is they haven't done a good job of keeping their stud players that they drafted over the years. Titans are on the board with guys like Danico Autry, Bud Dupree, Janoris Jenkins. They even got Kendall Lamb, who I think they think is a cheaper version of Dennis Kelly to play right tackle. But the Titans, they're in the mix. Only guy the Broncos have signed is Ronald Darby. That is interesting. If it's really $19.5 million fully guaranteed, he's a guy with an injury history and did not play all that well all the time in Philadelphia. The Chiefs, that's a lot of money for Joe Tooney. I mean, I, look, I he's a really good player. I don't think I would pay that much for a guard. I've said this before. What really matters is that you don't have any bad offensive linemen. I don't know that there's as much value in paying a premium for really good offensive linemen. The Raiders got Yannick Ngakwe. I like that move, actually. Two years, $26 million. I just don't understand them cutting Rodney Hudson. I don't get it. I'm confused. Chargers get Corey Lindsley. They wanted a really good, strong, veteran center, smart guy to pair with Justin Herbert, I agree with that. Cowboys haven't done much. You know, we know about the Dak deal. Ty and Secchi um, gives them some depth at offensive tackle. Giants bring in John Ross for speed and really just re-signed Leonard Williams. Ton of money for him. Eagles have not done anything. The Washington football team, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love it. You heard Steve Fezzik on the Even Money podcast mention he thinks it's a huge upgrade for the Washington football team at quarterback. Then they get William Jackson at cornerback. Washington's got a chance to win that division again. I, I think they're right up there with the Cowboys in terms of favorites. The Chicago Bears have really just re-signed their own. Fetty, Mario Edwards, etc., Cairo Santos, other than the Dalton deal. Look, I get it. Andy Dalton's not a great quarterback, but – What's their other alternative? What's their other option? They need to win this year. They're going to have Andy Dalton and Nick Foles compete for the job. Maybe they still draft the guy, but what's, what else do you want them to do at this point? That This is the position they find themselves in. The Lions, pretty active with Jamal Williams. They got Romeo Aquara back. They just traded for Michael Brocker. So the Lions adding more guys, I think, than people thought. Packers bringing back Aaron Jones, the the Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Tomlinson. Wow. Mike Zimmer likes having some dude D-tackle. Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson, those guys are not messing around. Falcons just traded for Lee Smith, which is interesting. They wanted a 
Rock. The Panthers bringing in Pat Elfline and Irving reportedly. So they're kind of going budget shopping along the offensive line. The Saints really just bringing in Jameis Winston. That's the news there. It'll be Jameis against Taysom Hill for the starting job. That makes sense. Bucks bringing the whole band back together. Godwin and Gronk and Barrett, Levante, David. And I don't think they've paid crazy money for any of those guys. Like when you look at what these other people are doing, like I'll take Gronk one year, eight million over Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry for 12 and a half million. I like that Gronk likes doing the one year deals and having the freedom. Arizona Cardinals, mainly re-signing guys. Kelvin Beecham, Marcus Golden, guys like that. The Rams, Leonard Floyd, the Rams spend money, man. Four years, $64 million. Wow. The Niners, they got Trent Williams back, check back, Jason Verrett back. They signed Ekubam, uh from the Rams. The one thing I would say about Trent Williams, I don't think paying any offensive lineman over $23 million, I'm just not sure you're getting the value there, especially in this market. Like I said earlier about Joe Tooney, that what really matters is that you don't have any bad offensive linemen. I will say this, though. I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the few coaches that knows how to actually use Trent Williams as a absolute weapon in the running game. Puna Ford is the only signing for the Seahawks so far, bringing him back into the fold. I should mention, we are going to be all over on the Fantasy Feast podcast, all of the moves that these teams have made from a skill position standpoint. So make sure you check out today's Fantasy Feast podcast so you can hear Joe Dolan and I go over exactly what moves these teams have made, really where these skill guys are going and what it means for fantasy purposes. That'll be huge on today's Fantasy Feast podcast. Shout-outs are in order for Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X. Don't forget either the regular DraftKings app or the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Just make sure you throw the code in, Ross, when you get one of these ridiculous deals. It's like $4 on an underdog in March Madness. If they win, you get $256. Are you kidding me? You got to do that. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.